You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 15. Okay, guys, I am so excited you are here tuning into the podcast because today's episode is so good. I chat with the sweet and talented Lolly Aceto, who is growing a food and home decor brand at home with Lolly on YouTube and Instagram. Born and raised in Mexico, Lolly traveled to the States as a young teenager. With the help of her husband, Lolly started sharing recipes inspired by her cultural roots and her natural love for home decor. You will hear in her own words how she pushes past comparison and how sharing her passion built confidence. I love this girl so much, you can just tell she has a genuine heart for cooking and a desire for inspiring others with her passions. Let's not wait anymore. Here is my conversation about passion, comparison, and confidence with Lolly Aceto. You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast. I'm JC, and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? This podcast episode is sponsored by the lovely YouTube channel At Home with Lolly. Home decor and food enthusiast Lolly Aceto brings forth culinary recipes for delicious dishes that won't break your budget. With her sweet spirit and clear step-by-step instructions, Lolly will help you get out of a cooking funk or provide tips for sprucing up the home. Be sure to subscribe to At Home with Lolly on YouTube by visiting the link in the show notes. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I am so super excited to have Lolly Aceto here. She is an amazing chef. She's also an amazing decorator, home decorator. She loves so many creative things and she puts her own flair into it. And I just wanted to have her on and just chat with her a little bit. So Lolly, say hi to everybody and share who you are and what you do. Hi, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I am super excited and I feel very blessed that we're doing this. And um, while I'm 25, my name is Lali Acido. I've been married uh, for almost three years now. I've always been a very creative person. And I know that everything I know and I love comes from my mom. My mom has been always the cook in the family, the one that decorates, the one that creates stuff. And I think I get it from her. And she's just been an amazing inspiration to to who I am now. And yeah, I do a lot of cooking, a lot of um, party and event decorating, interior design, um, and also photography. So that's what I've been doing for the last six years now. Wow, that's a while. I love that. So I wanted to know on Instagram, you're at home with Lolly. And I think that's such a brilliant name, by the way. Thank you. It took a while to get the name. Isn't it funny that it usually takes a while to get the name, and then when you get it, it seems so simple when you look at it? Oh, yeah. I wanted something that was going to get people's attention and also something that, for me, that would like make me. that That's that her, like a brand. I wanted to stay in people's brains and for it to be something that people would be like wow that is so cool like and it for that to get there it took a while for me to know what to name it um and the reason why I I call it that is because well not just because everything I do is from home but also because 
I want everyone in their own home to be able to um, get inspired and do the things that I share in their own home. So that's why I called it At Home with Lolly. Yeah, it's so good. So you were talking about your mom. Um, so is she who sparked your love for cooking um, at a very young age? Absolutely. My mom worked in the morning and my dad worked at night. So all I can remember, it was me cooking since I was like seven. I would cook for my dad when he got home. And then when my mom would come, I would cook with her dinner for the family. And most of my memories that I have with my mom, it's always been cooking. She has always wanted me and my sisters in the kitchen with her so that we can watch and we can learn what she knew. So she has definitely been the number one influence that I've I've had all these years for cooking. That's so similar to my upbringing with being, you know, Puerto Rican. Um, It's a family thing. You know, they get the kids involved. um, And if you're not in the kitchen cooking, then please get out, you know? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yep. So tell me a little bit about your family roots. Um, Before we started recording, you were saying you weren't born in the United States. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, so I was born in Sinaloa, Mexico, and I lived there for four years. And then when I was four, we moved to Tijuana, which is by the border. And I lived there for like eight, eight or nine years. And then when I was almost 13 years old, we moved to the United States. And it was something extremely new to me. I knew nothing about new culture and food. And I remember even with like food, I didn't like many things because I was so used to the homemade stuff. Mm -hmm. And I had to really learn on how to put flavors together so that I could eat because I am a very, very picky eater. So when I moved here, it it was, everything was so new uh, for me. So it's, it took me a while to learn the new language and the culture and meeting new people and, getting new jobs and all these things. So it's been the most amazing years of, of my life. This is where, here's where I met the love of my life and I got married, I got baptized. And yeah, here's where the Lord called me for greater things. That is amazing. So where do you live now with your husband? So we live in the city of Stockton, California. And I've been living here for 13 years now. And it's a really small like town. There's not really a lot to do here. But we have San Francisco, like an hour away. We have other really nice, beautiful places like Tahoe and Yosemite. So I want to know, how did you get started with sharing your recipes online? What made you want to share them with other people? It all started after I got married. I always loved to cook, but I wasn't really into it because my mom was always the one cooking. But when I got married... My husband, he actually grew up in the restaurant business, so he also knows a lot about cooking. So when we got married, he was like always trying to teach me new recipes, like more like American recipes. And we would just love to cook together and he would teach me. He's actually the one that taught me to make food look pretty. He would tell me, you eat with your eyes, so you got to make it look nice. Because I was always very picky, like I didn't eat vegetables, I didn't eat a lot of things, and he would always cook these amazing meals for me. So that got me really inspired on starting to try new things. So I remember one day, almost three years ago, I got on Instagram and I was just mixing something. I don't even remember what it was. 
and I was mixing and I was like, I'll just get this on Instagram because it looks really good. So I started filming. I wasn't even talking. I wasn't explaining nothing. I just shared what I was cooking and then I shared my plate and it started that way. And then the following week I did it again. And as I was trying new things, I wanted to share with people what I was learning how to cook. And that's when everyone started telling me, oh, you should start teaching us how to do your recipes and you should start doing this and that. So that's how really it all started. I feel like I wasn't really trying to teach people how to cook. I was just trying to inspire people to cook at their home with the things that I myself was still learning how to cook. So that's really how it all started. And it's been almost three years since I started sharing recipes on my Instagram. Wow. It's amazing when you start doing it like for yourself, then you have this thought like, you know, maybe other people might be inspired by this. I know that's a lot of um, the conversations I have with people, especially creative people. It's actually pretty common. That's how they start. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I honestly don't think that I would be where I am right now if it wasn't because I got married and I, not that I had to cook, but I really had to start, start new things because my husband didn't just like Mexican food, which is all I really ate. So I had to really try new things for him. And he's actually been really giving me a lot of encouragement for me to share what God has blessed me with because he says like you're so creative and you have to share people what God has blessed you with and if it wasn't really for him pushing me I could have just stopped and just done it a couple times but he kept pushing me and pushing me and always encouraged me to try new things and that's what I've been doing. That is so cool. I love hearing that. Can you share about your YouTube channel because I know we were just talking about that before recording. Um, It's called At Home with Lolly. Can you just share a little bit about your YouTube channel and what sort of recipes you have on there? Yeah, of course. Thank you. I started a YouTube channel around like a year ago and I started sharing like full videos and full recipes. And I really like to share step by step of recipes that people really think they're really hard. I try to make them as easy as I can. So I really like to show videos so that it's easy for them to to make at home. And I I'm actually starting to post more and more. Once or twice a week, I try to post new recipes. Um, It's at Home with Lolly, and I also have shared in there a lot of home decor. So eventually, I'm going to start vlogging myself, going to the grocery stores, and really teaching people how I like to cook in a budget and how to purchase, how to buy groceries, and also going to other stores. And I will be showing people how to buy things for their home how to set it up at home, how to style it. So it's going to be really cool, all the new videos and projects that I have coming up for YouTube. So if you would like to go subscribe, it's at Home with Lolly. I really think that is a great idea. I've never, I mean, I've seen people like do open their boxes or something. The, the oh, unboxing. Unboxing, yeah. right. Yeah. Unboxing. I've seen them do that or if they're in the store, I've seen them do like Instagram stories of them being in the store and telling, you know, stuff. Um, yeah. But I think that is a great idea of you actually taking basically your viewer around mm-hmm. and just showing them real life situations, how they can do it in their own life. Yeah, of course. Honestly, I I really like to do things that people can relate to. Like, I'm not trying to be this perfect influencer. I'm just a normal girl that goes grocery shopping just like everybody else. And that sometimes 
I'm in a budget too, and I want to make sure that food is still on the table for my family. And even though I don't have hundreds of dollars to buy groceries, I can simply make a good and easy meal with less than $20 for a whole family. And I'm really trying to show people that if I'm able to do it, they, they can also do it as well. Definitely. Now, I know this happened to me with my art, but I was wondering if you felt the same with like sharing your cooking, whether it was on YouTube or Instagram, did you ever feel discouraged by comparing yourself to other food bloggers or influencers at all? Well, yes. It was really hard in the beginning when I was trying to make that transition of just showing my little hobby to actually put it in the work to put up a full recipe and a full video for people. And I remember always trying to get inspiration from like big time influencers. And when I realized that those big time people on Instagram would only follow the big time people, they forget about that there's people that are actually looking up to them. There's people that want to connect with them. And when I didn't receive that connection with everyone that I was trying to connect with, I got really, really discouraged. And I thought to myself, well, I'm not trying to compete with you. I'm simply trying to get inspiration, to get feedback, to get help, like, because I didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I found, I found myself in a place where I was just so overwhelmed. And I had put so much pressure in myself because I wanted to be like them. And I, I wanted to do better. And I wanted everything to look perfect that I actually had to really take a break and think about the really things that the things that really matter for my sorry, the things that really matter for what I was sharing. So one of the things that my husband told me is that negativity will never go away. Our thoughts and the way that we feel can definitely go away with a lot of prayer and with asking God to help us find who we are because we cannot move on trying to be like somebody else because God has designed us in an individual way for a reason. And we are all a light to the world in different ways. And I really had to come to the conclusion that it wasn't personal. It wasn't, it wasn't about me. I had to move on all those negative thoughts and really what I was saying on Instagram mean it that if I was there to inspire but all I can care about is to inspire people and to stop worrying about the way that it would look or the amount of followers that I have or the amount of likes because that doesn't really matter because if Instagram goes away tomorrow, who are we as human beings? We have to really know who we are in Christ and as a person in order for us to actually inspire and influence others. Absolutely. You said that really well. And I think we all get caught up in that trap because we see the big numbers and we see the big likes and we see the attention that they get. And it's Mm -hmm. very appealing, but it's about who we are in Christ and who he wants us to be. And I love how you, yeah, I love how you said that. So How do you now push past any negative voices so that you can continue to share your passion? I used to be that person that would always put too much thought into things. So for example, if if I posted a recipe, I would always always be like, okay, how many likes and how many and how long or how many views in, in these minutes? And I honestly think that I really had to 
share and just leave it at that. If it went viral, if it didn't have enough likes, if it didn't get enough attention, I did it with my heart. And that's all that I need to worry about because not everything that we put out there is going to get the attention that we probably think it will. And there's always going to be negative thoughts, negative people, negative comments. And we just really have to worry about ourselves and the way that we are doing things and leave it at that because God knows who we are. And I know that negative thoughts have really affected me. And when I hit rock bottom, when I was stressed out, when I was going through a lot of anxiety and all these negative, because of negative comments on social media, I really have to praise her and to move on from all the situations and just focus in the goal. And that's it. Yes. Yes. I think that is exactly what we all should do. And it is difficult, but it's something that we need to do for our mental health, you know? Yes, absolutely. So what are your thoughts if there's a spiritual connection with food? Do you think there is one? Not too long ago, someone came up to me and told me that, that I needed to stop focusing on what I was sharing as a hobby or as a job. Because I used to think that I was just sharing a recipe. But then I started receiving all these messages from different people that I don't even know. And that really reminded me that everything that we do for good and everything that we do to help others, we're ministering to those people. And for me, food, it was just food. It was just a recipe. It was just a nice idea. But to God, he was touching people's lives without me even knowing. I I remember receiving this message from this girl and she was telling me that her and her husband were having a lot of issues because um, she didn't really know how to cook. And he grew up in a home where the mom was always cooking and he was expecting his now wife to do the same for him. And that when she started watching my Insta stories, how I was showing step by step, she got inspired one night and she started cooking. And that same night, her and her husband sat down and he was so happy that there was food on the table that they started talking again. And that to me, people can see it as just a meal, but I start seeing it as, yeah, it is my ministry because God is touching people's lives, people's homes, just because I shared a recipe. Like that to me was like, wow, I never expected that. Mm -hmm. And there's so many other messages and stories that I can say that I really had to realize that God was really ministering through what I was doing in people's homes. So, yeah, I, I think it's it's incredible how God works with the smallest thing. Right. And it, like you said, it food is food, but it was almost used as a tool for God to move, right? And I think that's so important for us to remember is we do get like hyper-focused on what we're doing and what we're trying to accomplish. And that's not a bad thing, but I think no matter if it's food or painting or writing or photography, it's not the thing that you're doing, but how you're doing it and how you're letting God move, right? Yes. Because I I know a lot of people, especially like Christians, we think that ministry is just singing or preaching, you know, and I think that if God has given you a gift, it doesn't matter if it's cooking, if it's fashion, if it's you know, blogging or, or art, that he can use that 
in so many ways to reach one person at least because it's it's not just what you're doing but who's doing it as well and if if you have a connection with God and you're sharing something that God has blessed you with you will touch someone at least one person and that's something that I ask God God if I if only one person is watching and if only this recipe only helps one person that's all that I ask because I want you to touch that home through me to to use me to to be able to bless other people and I think now with like modest fashion and like bloggers, God is just doing so many great things in this generation that, like you said, it's, it's, not, it's not really what you're doing, but the outcome of what you're doing, the result of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I do think it's so awesome that we can actually physically see through images and videos now people doing like what you do because, you know, back in the day, we couldn't. So even though people were cooking in their homes and ministering to their families that way, um, it was a little bit more limited um, for us to see it. But now we can see it and be inspired and we can, you know, hopefully learn something so that we can also minister to our family that way. Absolutely. And a lot of people think that social media is just all about drama and all about negativity. But God has really given us this tool that we have, and we really have to choose wisely on how we're going to use it. Are we going to use it to make an impact, or are we going to use it to get into all those negative situations, into all that drama? We really have to be very wise on how we're going to use it, because everything, even social media, God has given us that. And just like he gave it to us, he can take it away. So like I said, who are we with or without it? It's, it's what I'm really trying to say. Like, we really have to um, know how to use the tools that God has blessed us with, with or without social media. And I'm, I'm just thankful to God that he has given us social media now because there's so many ways and so many people that have learned how to cook or dress modest or they heard a testimony through a video and now they're going to church. There's just so many things and we really have to use it wisely. It's so true. It really is. And I love that you said that and that you touched on that subject because it seems to be a theme in the different interviews that I've had is this mindset that some of the generation now um, that I'm seeing of these Christian influencers, particularly apostolic influencers and bloggers and creatives, and how they really are putting forth content that's very heartfelt while also being inspiring in so many different ways. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, like, I've been touched by so many different people now that I see, or even, like, young people doing records and, you know, songs and writing, like, all these new things. And I feel like we really need this, um, especially for this generation, because God has really blessed the cre- the church by creatives now. It's something very special because like that person that told me what I shared earlier, he was telling me that creatives are also people that will bless the church, not you know, just because they're creative, they're going, they need to be ministers or they need to be this or that, that God really wants to bless the church by creatives. And he's really touching people by the work that creatives do now, and especially on social media. It's crazy to me to think that some, just someone being creative, it's blessing other people. 
I know it really is a crazy time, um, but I'm very excited that we get to be a part of it. Absolutely. I, I feel blessed because I've always been very creative. Like ever since I was a little girl, my mom always taught me to, how to make things. And just to know that God has really brought me through all these years and now be able to impact others with a gift that God blessed me with, I feel incredibly blessed. Yeah, definitely. So do you feel that now that you're sharing more, it's giving you a little bit more confidence the more you see how it's helping other people? A hundred percent. It's something that I really needed was confidence. I've always been someone that I really pay attention to what people say and I always worry about like, oh, are they going to like it? Are they not going to like it? And the more I share and the more feedback that I get from people, it really has helped me to feel like, okay, I got this. I'm good on what I'm doing. And it's something that I really pray to God to bless me with because I did not think that I was confident enough to do this, um, especially because there's so many people already doing this. And the comparison, again, comparing myself to other people and, oh, maybe I'm not that good. I'm not good enough. But really, God has blessed me with more confidence the more I do things. Um, and it's not that I'm looking for someone to praise me, but when I get messages and people share their stories and they tell me, wow, you're doing amazing. Like, I feel very inspired. That's all I need. I, I just, I sometimes I feel like I need just one little word, small word that someone tells me to feel encouraged and inspired and more confident. Yes, I definitely agree. And I love that you shared that, especially using the word encouraged because it's so easy for us as creative people, particularly Christian creative people. I don't know why, but we sometimes feel guilty that we have these different callings, you know, like you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. And so it is very encouraging when you can get those messages. And like you said, not that we want to be praised, but that we want to feel like it does mean something, you know? Yeah, because honestly, like, especially for this new generation, I feel like people don't really get us. They don't really understand what we're trying to do. Because before, if you, someone posted a photo or share a photo, it was for a company or like something big. But now like anyone can do it. And I feel like not everyone understands what we're really trying to do. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, a lot of people tell me like, so what is it that you do? And what are you doing it for? And I find myself running out of words. And I feel like, from now on, I just I just have to show it with actions, and I have to just ask God to to lead me because we can never explain to people really what we're doing if they're not really understanding, and just keep doing our thing and allowing God to to lead us where He needs to take us. I agree, I really do, and I've had those conversations with people too, and I think it goes with the different generations. Some of the older generations yeah. may not understand what the culture is like in the new generations. And I think to them, it is kind of intimidating because there's a lot of new things that they don't understand. And instead of trying to understand, they try to back away from it as if it's a negative thing. And I think we get mixed messages that way. Yeah, absolutely. I've even in church, I've had people come up to me and say oh you're doing great I love your blog but then there's other people that come up to me and they're like um so your food really looks that good or is it fake 
like, are you really doing that? And I'm like, yes, that's my food. And they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, I'm really trying to explain to these people what really it is that I'm trying. Like, it's intentional. I'm trying to attract people to want to cook with taking a nice photo. But people take it as, oh, she's doing too much. Or she thinks she's all that. Her, her food looks so good. It's, it's mm -hmm. fake. Like, people do really don't understand it. And honestly, I'm to the point where, like, you know, you know what? They don't have to understand it. Like, they don't because we know what we're doing. If, if we really know what God wants us to do, that's all that matters. We don't have to live our lives trying to explain people and trying to make people understand what we're doing. Um, again, I, I will just allow God to lead me and take me where he wants me to, to take me and just show through actions and no more words. Because apparently some people don't really understand what creatives do. Yeah, I agree. I really do. And there's a lot of reasons for that. And it could be different personalities. It could just be ignorance. Uh, but uh, yeah, I get that a lot as well. Even with book writing, I get so many comments, you know, saying, oh, that's really good. You know, that's so awesome that you're doing that. And then I get other comments that are like, so why are you writing that? Oh, are you, you just stay home and like write books? why and i'm yeah. like it's kind of self-explanatory i don't know what else to tell you yeah it's like you know what if you want to know just follow me and see for yourself and that's mm -hmm. all i gotta say right exactly so i wanted to know what is your go-to meal on a busy weeknight who my one and only i always make chicken quesadillas with pico de gallo on the side that takes me like 10 minutes and every time we're like so busy, I always have to have cheese and flour tortillas in my fridge. And whenever we're like running late or trying to get out of the house quick, that's like my one and only. I love to eat that. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I'm thinking <laughs> about it right now. So good. <laughs> I want to switch it up just a little bit because I want to talk about your love for home decor. Girl, honestly. My other I... love. I love looking at your feed because it's so pretty. And I'm like, I'm over here with two kids and I'm like, okay, my house is not terrible. I love home decor too. But of course, yeah. we have to be careful with the comparison. But I love <laughs> how clean and uncluttered your photos look. So tell me a little bit about how did you fall in love with home decor? Yeah, I... I always like share rooms with my sisters growing up. So I never really had that chance to really know what style I liked because I was always sharing rooms with one of my sisters. So when I got married, I remember getting our apartment a couple months before our wedding. And we actually started decorating before the wedding. And that's really when I started seeing what I liked, what I didn't like. I bought a lot of furniture for my wedding for accent pieces and decor and all that stuff so after the wedding I started really moving things around and I just started seeing how much I loved decorating for a home because I all I did before was decorating for parties so I started seeing my love for decorating uh, my living room the kitchen our bedroom the bathroom I don't know why I love decorating bathrooms and little by little I started changing my style and really seeing really like what I liked 
And then when I would share photos, then people would call me and ask me if I can decorate the house and I would get paid for it. And then, then it just became a job, a job that I, you know, that I did. Um, and I love making rooms look beautiful. But one funny thing when you mentioned the kids, a lot of people tell me, girl, when you have kids, forget about it. <laughs> There's no way that your house is going to look like that. So I'm a little scared about that. But no, but I, I love home decor. To this day, I still do. I've done a lot of offices, schools, homes, apartments, um, churches. It's really, really big passion of mine. And it shows. And yeah, don't worry about the kids. They'll figure it out. You just get them <laughs> their own little, um, you know, cleaning cloths and they'll help you out. Um, but yeah, yes. I just love how you mix your style with some farmhouse and you mix a lot of the different uh, looks that are out there now. Is there a is there a person or a brand that you really get drawn to? Um, I would say that when the show, of course, everyone loves the show, Fixer Upper came out, all the farmhouse stuff came out. I feel like watching the show really pushed me to find my, my style and what I liked and what I didn't like. Because I do like farmhouse, but I'm, now I'm starting to like more of like the modern look. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to transition little by little, but then at the same time, kind of like have a mix of both because I don't like things too modern because I also like vintage pieces or distressed pieces. So I I think like that show is really um, something that has helped me with learning a lot more about styles. So yeah, I I think that's the person um, that, well, the people that have really inspired me to do more things like this. Oh, absolutely. I know we just got a, I say we just, but it's been about almost two years that we got our own fixer upper. And I don't know if you've seen our pictures, but if you go to um, Hello Awesome Ministries, my Instagram, I think the hashtag was Hello Awesome Move um, when we were moving. And it was a dump. It was a disgusting house. (laughs) I'm, when I say that there was like mice living in here, there was mice living in here. It was abandoned for two years. It had a hole the size of a tennis ball in the oh, old, um, yeah, in the old slider door. And one time, I have to tell the story because it's hilarious. One time, um, towards the end of finalizing the house, and we were doing one of the final walkthroughs, I was with yeah. my realtor. And my husband was checking out the kitchen, which was awful, by the way, but he was doing measurements because we knew that kitchen was not staying. And I look over at the slider door and there's a squirrel like a foot away staring at me. And I look over at the realtor, James, and I go, "Um, I think I'm in his house. And (laughs) we laughed so hard. He stayed there for like 10 minutes just watching us like what are you guys doing in my house now? What and are you doing here? I'm, I'm not lying. We started feeding him peanuts. My little boys <laughs> kept giving him peanuts. And now every summer he comes to the slider to get his peanuts. No way. He still yeah. comes. He still comes and we call him peanut. It's the funniest thing ever. Oh and so, my of course, you, my little You got yourself one, a free pet. <laughs> <laughs> well, my little one's an animal lover. 
And he's always like, oh, I want him to be my pet. And so I tell him he could be your pet, but he's sleeping out there. He's not coming in the house. So you can have a pet (laughs) if he stays out there. It's the funniest thing I had to tell you. But Oh, my God, that's hilarious. But, yeah, so I do agree with their style. We loved it. That was the one show that we would watch when we had a condo. And we were like all the home decor shows, really, on HGTV and DIY Network. And my husband and I were like, when we get a house, we're going to do this and this and this. And we we did almost everything we wanted to do with this house. And I was just like, that's a God thing because there's no way – that I would have been able to pull that off, you know, um, without, without some financial, you know, help. But, um, oh, yeah. but yeah, but like you said, you know, you find some bargains though, just like with your food, when you go shopping, you know, you look for the coupons and the discounts and, you know, all of that. I want to know okay. where is your favorite place to shop and why for home decor stuff? Oh Lord, this is dangerous. <laughs> I know. I know. I love Target, of course, um, but they're really they're a little more pricey than the other stores that I go to. I like to go to TJ Maxx, to Home Goods, Marshalls. They always have great prices on a lot of home home decor pieces. And I also like to go to thrift stores. I bought a lot of furniture in different thrift stores, and I love painting them. And um, what else? Ro- even Ross, I find a lot of stuff at Ross too. So mm. I like a little bit of everything. Um, I make sure that I know when someone gives me a budget for their home, I save money for certain stores that I know I'm going to find the main pieces a little bit more pricey. And I I set that aside. And then all the little accents and different things, I try to go to like Ross and TJ Maxx and try to find cheaper things like that. Because not everybody has thousands to decorate a place. Even my apartment's small. And oh my Lord, my poor husband, I've spent so much money (laughs) on everything especially because I like to change things a lot and um, so yeah I I just try to make sure that I set aside like a budget per room so that I don't get overwhelmed with having to decorate the whole apartment so per se I'll say okay I'll have $400 for the bedroom and I'll do this in this month and then I'll, I'll move on to another room that way it doesn't get like so overwhelming having to buy all these things Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We did the same, you know, obviously a condo is different than a house, but um, yeah, it, I, I was trying to pace myself knowing, you know, what the costs are and um, yeah, you just mix it up. We, we love going to um, like flea markets and we found so many good things at flea markets, but yeah, I, I agree. We have a lot of, a lot of, vintage pieces, newer pieces, like people don't really know that you can find treasures there mm-hmm. or like $20, $50, $5 even. Um, I love flea markets. They have tons of stuff. I don't want to put you on the spot, but could you give us three of your best tips for creating an atmosphere of peace in your home for guests? Yeah, you know, I love this question. When I read it, I immediately thought my number one is my husband is very, very big on praying for our home and praying that every single person that walks in feels peace and joy and they just feel relaxed. And that's something that we always pray before someone comes in. So that's my number one. 
and also I love candles in the house. Um, I always try to have one in the living room, in the kitchen, in the bathroom, where like our guests are going to be. And I, they love that. The feedback that I get, candles are just amazing. And also music. My husband loves to have music when we eat, when we're talking, just like slow um, music and just trying to be very inviting and always having like topics in mind so that when people come in, um, they feel welcome and we know what to talk about and everything flows better through the night. I definitely agree with that, actually. Yeah, we, I always have candles too. Um, and I don't even have to buy expensive candles. Some of my best candles actually came from the dollar store and I'm very sensitive to fragrances, but mm. you don't have to, you know, spend a lot of money to get a good candle. Oh, no. I, I think people really think that they have to have the house looking amazing and having all this crazy, amazing food on the table. But when you have a guest coming in, all they want is to feel welcoming and to, to feel welcome and to feel peace and to be able to feel relaxed and enjoy a conversation. For me, I know that not every time someone comes over, I have dinner or like I usually cook a lot of food when people come. But sometimes I just have fruit or I'll just make a lemonade that, you know, I bought at the store and I just added lemon slices, like little things like that. You don't have to have all this fancy stuff in order for people to feel that, you know, they're on vacation. All they want is a simple night with people they love, feeling relaxed and enjoying their day. That's so good. Lolly, I'm so happy you were able to take the time to speak with me and share your heart. Can you tell everyone listening where they can find you and be inspired by your creativity online? Thank you. So I have my YouTube channel that we spoke about, At Home with Lolly, and also my Instagram, At Home with Lolly. That's where I spend most of my day. Um, I share a lot of recipes, home decor, even like sometimes I share photography and flowers and a lot of different things you'll see, but that's that's the two um, platforms that I that I mainly use: YouTube and Instagram. Great. Well, thank you again so much for agreeing to be on the podcast, and I really hope that everybody is blessed by hearing your heart. And thank you so much for sharing it with us. Oh, thank you for having me, and I hope that God blesses you more. And thank you for doing this. Thank you for sharing what God has blessed you with. I really appreciate that. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries? It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to HelloAwesomeMinistries.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.